Welcome to the Young, Dumb and Broke podcast. This is the show where my co-host and I, Shimmy Morris, talk about everything we didn't learn in school about life and about business. My name is Josh Gaventa. I'm a social media marketer and my co-host Shimmy is an entrepreneur and a YouTuber. In episode one, we just get to know each other. I mean, we know each other, but you don't. So enjoy getting to know us. We tell some stories. We have a good time. Enjoy the show. This is the Young, Dumb and Broke podcast. See you in a bit. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Young, Dumb and Broke podcast. My name is Josh Gaventa and I am joined by my very good friend, Shimmy Morris. Welcome to your podcast. I feel like that was the first thing I ever said and it didn't come across very well. <laughs> Shimmy Morris. <laughs> do you want to do it again? No, very happy <laughs> to be here. My voice is not that high pitched anymore. Welcome. Welcome to your podcast. Now, this this really is your podcast. You you said to me, I want to do a podcast. I want you to, to do it with you. Will you come on? I was like, sure, I'll come on your podcast and, and host it with pleasure. That sounds like fun. Basically take it over. That's cool. Listen, it's just the way it goes. Um, I have a question for you, which is the question we're going to ask at the beginning of every episode, which is, Shimmy Morris, what do you do for a living? I'm going to try and answer the same every episode. <laughs> I'm probably at this point a YouTuber. I sell on Amazon. Uh, I teach Amazon. And I try and help others start their Amazon businesses with the knowledge that I've gained by selling in the last five years. But my day-to-day is mostly YouTube. And Josh, right back at you. What do you do for a living? (laughs) So I work in social media marketing. I am a social media strategist Strategist. for an agency called 8 Original, which is a lot of fun. And I private tutor and I teach some groups in the Jewish community doing Jewish education and youth work. So that's how I spend most of my time when I'm not here sitting in a recording studio slash your flat. <laughs> that's what I do with my time. Nice. So listen, we're, we're doing a podcast, you and I, um, and we've actually spoken about doing this podcast for ages and ages and ages um, because we would always have conversations and we'd always think we should probably record this or wouldn't it be great if if people could hear some of the things that we were saying because i worked for years in youth work and i always wanted you to come in and say things and do things it was just tricky to make it happen we did make it happen once it was really good yes indeed we did um so why are we doing this what's the what's the point of it well this podcast to me anyways i wanted to create some form of 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 podcast that gave specifically younger the younger audience you know from the ages of like 14 to 18 maybe 14 to 20 25 the information that i wish we had in school there's so much that school doesn't teach you and i mean i'm sure there's reasons for it and i'm not bashing school um maybe there's just not enough time in the day but there's so many subjects that school do not teach that you should really really learn and uh, that's exactly what i want to what i want to cover and the 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 way i've started looking at it is in school, you learn things that are going to be incredibly important to you for six years, six, seven years, right? Everything you learn, you need then and there. But what I feel you should learn is what you're going to need for the next 60, 70 years, which in the grand scheme of things seems a lot more important. So that's exactly what we want to talk about on these episodes. 100%. And to, to start really with our school experiences. So we're both 25. 
we've been out of school for eight years. Uh, we went to the same school, Hasmonean Boys School in Northwest London. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we were we were friendly. I think we were much friendlier in like year seven than we were from year eight to 10, 11. And then we were friendlier again. I we weren't I, not friends. I don't friends. even remember you from year seven. <laughs> well, that's, that told me. I thought we were friends. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I went to your house. Can't believe you don't remember it. This is awful. I'm sorry. Listen, first piece of advice, find better friends. Can't we're believe you don't remember. We're friends now. We're friends now. <laughs> I just remember that one time we played, we played a gig together and my guitar wasn't even plugged in. We played it for the music teacher. Let's and you didn't say anything. Let's make it very clear. We did not play a gig together. I was doing a gig. You were there. <laughs> I was trying to play. <laughs> I, I wasn't very good at guitar. Still uh, really nah, listen, it's yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to Hasmonean Boys School. I personally um, enjoyed seventy-five percent of my time at school. Always did. I, I was able to do it fairly well. Um, I got good enough results in my A-levels and GCSEs to go to university, do the degree I wanted to do. Um, but I think you had a you had a slightly different experience with the academic side of school. Um, I don't think you enjoyed it as as much as maybe I did. No. no, no. <laughs> I mean, I loved the people. Um, I really got along with some of the teachers. I wasn't a fan of the academic side because I felt the stuff, the stuff that I was learning just what was the point you know and i'm like again i'm not saying that there's no point to what they're teaching in school i'm sure there's a point to everything but i was very very creative i liked all the creative subjects um all the subjects where i basically didn't have to use that side of my brain that you had to be smart for and um i just i was just very into creating things um be it like art business no matter what it was i just like creating things and um I just found it very hard to sit in a class in a classroom and just listen to someone talk about, you know, history. <laughs> Do you feel like you were like supported enough? Like teachers showed in like, teachers who other subjects you didn't like showed enough interest in helping you achieve or were they just kind of just like oh, we'll just Well no, I mean that that was my biggest uh, gripe with school is it's not individualized in any shape or form. It's you know, you, you, you you're part of the oh i thought you were i was just, just clicking, clicking. <laughs> uh, you're part of like in my mind anyways you're part of like a group of people and you've all got to follow the same path you've got to have the same frame of like the same mindset and do the same thing and if there's one black sheep as they say you know they're rather than looked at as like oh, okay they're different that how can we kind of you know adapt it's just like nah you know they're they're they're, they're ignored they're shoved they're put away in the corner and it's like we're going to focus on the other 29 kids in the class who you know are f in a way following the rules but it's not i'm not i'm not saying i wasn't following the rules i just i thought differently and there were other few people like me as well who just who thought differently who didn't think so you know black and white about every subject did you feel different did you feel like you were different like, even from like year seven um i wouldn't say i felt like i was different i enjoyed things that a lot of other people didn't enjoy i mean one thing that i really liked was business which is what is, has led to this podcast um there were a few kids in our year who were quite entrepreneurial you know selling stuff in school that kind of stuff um i was one of those kids but it was a rarity it was a massive rarity which is kind of an oxymoron in a way yeah <laughs> listen our, our school you mentioned selling our school had a, a reputation for an entrepreneurial spirit, yeah. shall, we, shall <laughs> we say, when it came to selling 
food mostly um in school and i i never did it i was always too much i think i might have done in like year eight for five minutes before i got too nervous because i was a bit of a goody two-shoes in school you weren't allowed to sell so yeah no it wasn't you were you got in trouble if you sold they took the money they suspended you and all kinds of things my brother sold um which was amazing because i was he would always give me some of the stock for free and sometimes he'd make me pay my own brother would make (laughs) me pay unbelievable Shame on him. disgraceful so he 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 loved it um and he made a, a decent amount of money um <laughs> my dad used to eat the stock at home so he used to sell chocolate cadbury's cream eggs <laughs> he used to keep them in like the cupboard we have just at the entrance of our house where it was cool enough to keep stuff like that <laughs> they'd just be sort of over the weekend there'd just be a depletion because <laughs> <laughs> my dad and me and my other brothers would just eat the food that was there so he moved it into school <laughs> and and at one point um the s- boys toilets in the school the main boys toilets were it weren't toilets anymore that's a marketplace they were a marketplace there'd be like 20 kids in there selling and then 40 50 kids piling in buying sweets chocolate drinks all in a toilet which is flipping disgusting it when was you think disgu- about well, it i'm thinking about it now i'm like that that is disgusting <laughs> so you but you took it seriously you you took the selling at school very seriously well i think i think the difference is and there were again i wasn't alone in this but i think the the, the i can think of one other person who did this um i'm not gonna say their name but i think the kids that really stood out from the ones that just sold in school were the ones that took it more seriously and sold out of school as well and i don't mean you know going to oxford street for the day and selling some cadbury's i mean you know starting an ebay business selling football tickets whatever it may be i i know of one other kid who who did it big time outside of school and it, it it shows the difference between you know just the kids who sold in school to make some quick cash and the kids who weren't selling in school to make quick cash they're selling in school because they genuinely loved business they love selling even at the age of 11 um i mean i remember my first day or my first week i i i approached i was small let me put it that way <laughs> i was tiny but i approached someone was. smaller I'm, I'm not, okay, I'm five six. Anyway, I, I I actually found someone in the year smaller than me. It was a it was a. It's very impressive. Yeah, it was quite impressive. And um, rather than go up to him and start a conversation, I said literally the first thing was, "Do you want to buy my phone?" <laughs> and he bought it. What phone was it? It was like one of those shitty Nokia we're so, we're phones. So, what were you talking? Two thousand and seven. Seven or six. Two thousand six. Six. Two thousand six. Yeah. Um. It was it was one of those Nokia brick phones. Anyway, I bought it for forty five quid. He sold it for fifty quid. Profit. Unbelievable. Five pounds profit. Yeah. Um, and that was the first thing I said to that kid, and we were not friends after that. <laughs> <laughs> but he got a phone. What was his beef? No, no beef. It just That I, was it. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't interested in <laughs> no. him as a human being. Um but <laughs> and then you got into selling food, right? Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, you I sold were food. Good for some food. Yeah. I sold a lot of food. I sold I sold lots of things. I sold uh, uh, I sold jewelry. Um I sold food, I sold like iPhone cases iPhone. Cases. I sold anything. That really colourful, fun iPhone cases. Yeah. I remember there was a whole statement thing. Oh, what a time! I would buy them in bulk from China, like fifty different colours or something, and they were just the hard shell plastic ones. For I think it was the iPhone 3GS. I feel like it had, they had the white back. I don't know. You're talking about to me about the I've never had an iPhone. Okay, well you're Ever. missing out. But anyways, we're not going to get to one of those debates. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I and I mean food wise, so there was this whole there was this whole idea that, you know, it was it wasn't allowed, you'd get in trouble. But again, being I mean, I don't want to say I was you know, like a crazy thinker, but 
thinking a bit outside the box of just selling in school, I um I made sure to cover all my bases. I had three lockers. <laughs> I had a locker for my work. I had a locker for my stock. And I had a second locker that literally had like... Just for money. <laughs> no, I had a second locker that literally... Oh, that's a good shout. I should have done that. But no, <laughs> I had a second locker that had like gym stuff in it, right? So if, you know, I, and, and this happened a few times where a teacher would like say, you know, empty your pockets. I would only really keep a couple of sweets with me. And, and everyone did that. That was, that was common. That was basic, right? Um, so I'd be like, yeah, there's three Kit Kats in here. Hello, I like Kit Kats. You can't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not carrying here. You've got sent me to jail, right? <laughs> Barely an ounce. And... Um, and so they were like, take me to your locker. So I was like, by all means. Which one? Yeah. I was like, so, no. so, I, so I took them to my work locker and they're like, do you have any other lockers? I was like, yes, I do. And I always said this because they're like, oh, interesting. He's confessing. And then I take them to my gym locker and I'm like, this is my gym stuff. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, continue on with your day. I was like, thank you. Would you like a chocolate? Three pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever sell to teachers? Just, I, just a little. They know they're hungry. It's been a long day. Shimmy, how much for packet crisps? <laughs> so I never sold to a teacher, but you could say I did. So there was a point where I was in the science department before it got all fancy, um, and there was probably like fourteen, fifteen kids around me, and this is this was break time, so I had stuff in my bag as well. It's like this was the McCoy's days. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was good Sold time. really good McCoy's. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Anyways, those are the good days, and my art teacher, who I was very, very close with, because you know, I was, teachers tend to like, and I, this is what I don't like, teachers like kids who excel in their subject rather than just like everyone equally. So whatever, it played in my favor in this in this case because, you know, my art teacher really was fond of me and um, she saw me selling. And uh, uh, so she didn't say anything. She walked past, right? Or she looked, she saw me, she walked past. And then afterwards I gave her a pack of crisps. <laughs> so I didn't sell them to her, but like... It's like a little tax. It's a kickback, right? It's a exactly. kickback. you got to know when to... Uh, and to kind of grease the wheels of life and business uh, and teachers in that and way. Teachers. Um, grease teachers' wheels. That's not a sentence you want to say out loud, is it? No, but in a way, it it, it, ki- it kind of does um, exaggerate the fact that teachers did really uh, uh, pinpoint their fate. Like same with PE. I mean, you can remember our PE teacher, right? He was massively fond of me because I was really into sports and I played all sports. I loved all sports, but you know, any kids that weren't just at all <laughs> sporty. <laughs> Hated he hates them. them. Do you know what? He also hated me. We had a love-hate relationship, me and this PE teacher. He liked me because I was a cricket captain and I was showing an interest and I was whatever. There was a point where you had to pay a deposit for a football and people would send me because they knew right. he would give Likewise. me one. Um, <laughs> but then we also hated each other. I called him an idiot a couple of times. He called me an idiot. He was very rude. Oh, he was rude. He, he was, was very, very nice. I, I, I don't. He was I mean, funny. he blew up at me a few times, but it was always just like he was. He would always apologize. Like, okay, I'm sorry. Let's, let's <laughs> you know, it's just like let's go back to normal. He's I, a I, very. He w- they, there were two brothers who taught in the school, both Australian. They would always be like really horrible to you, and then apologize. Mm. The other one hated me, and you'd be like, what? But you know, the other one taught history. Yeah, he hated me because I was not a history person. Interestingly enough, now you love history. Yeah, you can't shut the fuck up about <laughs> history. You love history. But I think that's something that we've also both learned once we left school is I love, love science now. Hated it at school. It's so Hated funny. Hated it at school. I, I love it. I'm still pretty crap at it, but I, I'm so interested. I wish I paid more attention in school. I wish I paid more attention in maths, but I, I wasn't interested. I didn't like it. Teachers were whatever. I, compl- I, I mean, I'm the exact same. I'm more into the subjects now. English, history, 
mass. I'm way more into the subject now after leaving school than I ever was in school. I think it's because I'm doing it on my own terms. Yeah. I'm deciding what I want to learn when I want to learn rather than, you know, like thrown down your throat. But anyways, right. I think the reason why I managed to cope with it was because like the, the path for me was really obvious. I've got three older siblings. I've got one younger sibling. All of us went to the same school, actually, both primary and secondary. Wow. All of us went to university. And all of us, that was always the plan. And we all did it. Um, so there's a certain amount of privilege in our background anyway as sort of middle-class white Jews living in northwest London. There's a there's an element, there's a decent element of privilege. But just in my family history, my mum was the second person in her family to go to university. Wow. Um, and that's, that's just my mum. And my dad, my dad went to university, kind of, in that he was there. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even know if there was like a proper kind of university structure for when my parents went when they were there my mum didn't go to university right i mean my family was totally different to yours mm. all my siblings went to the same school we all went to different primary schools but we all went to the same high school um not including my sisters but of all of our siblings only one of us went to university really and that one person could not give a flying fuck about <laughs> his degree <laughs> it doesn't like, use it it doesn't it has no effect on his life uh so yeah I've got four siblings. Two of them use their degrees. One because he's a doctor and he sort of have to. Yeah. And one kind of because he does data science and he's a mathematician. My, my point is, the reason why I was okay at school and I just managed to get through, I was okay at all the, even the subjects I didn't like, because that was all the only thing that was available to me. It was really the only thing I was actually very good at was school because I didn't really do anything else apart from swimming and a couple other bits, music. But for you, it kind of wasn't the only option. You had an idea of there were other things out there that you could do. And that really is one of the reasons I'm so interested in, in you sharing your perspective here because for lots and lots of young people, school just isn't working and they need something else. And we now live in a world where you've got your KSIs, your Logan Pauls, your Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio's and your Ben Francis, the Gymshark guy. And there's the His story is insane. It's mad, isn't it? <laughs> Billionaire. Crazy. It's ridiculous. Like there are stories, there are methods of people doing and being successful outside of the traditional structure. But you've actually done it. You didn't go to university. You left with one A level. Yeah, one A level. Um, yeah, one A level. Why? I don't know because I, I I had AS levels, but they're not counted, are they? Nah. Oh. You can't take them to university. <laughs> you can say, hey, but I got an AS level. Got two AS levels. Wow. Or three. Look at that. I'm I'm just nearly triple. <laughs> <laughs> so you got left with one A level, but you didn't care, it didn't matter. You were already in business and making money. So how did that start? When did it start that you started a business outside of school? And it was like, okay, I'm not just selling. Like an official school. one. Proper business, yeah. Um okay, so when I left school, yeah, I left with one A level photography. Um and it got to a point where I, I wasn't really going to school for the subject anyways. I was going to school to hang out with my friends. I had one lesson a week every Friday for an hour, to which point the teacher eventually told me, you know, you don't have to come in if you really don't want to. Um, and that's kind of what's, what's how school ended up with me. And that's not very common. And again, I'm not promoting, you know, skiving off or taking a few A-levels. For some people, it's really important and, and that's what they want to do. For me, it never was. And I mean, everyone always told me, you know, Shimmy, you should still go to university. You should have that backup. You know, what if what if your um, entrepreneurial things don't work out? You know, you have a backup. I was like, well, 
I don't need a backup because my backup will just be doing something else. And I will just keep doing something until I succeed, however long it takes. So for me, when I left school, I went to a gap year. I went to a gap year program. You kind of did the same thing. Yeah. My gap year program, I only went for six or seven months. I didn't do a full year. And then I came back and started my first ever real company called Capsule Limited, which is probably closed at this point, I think. Um, what we did was, um, what I did was I designed T-shirts um, and sold them. And um, I used a website called Teespring. I sold them online. I, I, I started learning all about Facebook ads, which was hugely, hugly, uh, you know, underpriced. Well, yeah, underpriced and We're talking, what, 2014? Um, this was, yeah, 20, uh, 2013 going to 2014. Mad. Um, no, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like uh, December, January, February time. Um, and But it w I was learning so much and so much stuff because this was the first time in my life I'd ever enjoyed learning. And I was learning about SEO, Facebook ads, um, um, digital marketing, um, bias psychology, all these different things, you know, and it was so interesting. And obviously, I was also doing what I love, which was designing stuff and being creative. So um, I um, that was actually mad. I, I made a lot of money very, very quickly. And it kind of it kind of skewed my mindset a bit because I had made so much money in a period of three months. Um, and it was like, ho holy shit, this is <laughs> ridiculous. This did is, you did this you like, panic and think this is too much money or did you get really excited? Like I got really excited, but I was also like, this can't. I can't. I can't keep this up. This is ridiculous. This is not real, um, and it wasn't. Right? Why do you think you were so successful at that time? Well, I mean, I think I think particularly with t-shirts, I um, I I entered the market, and I didn't just enter the market, but I researched the market a lot and found at the time a very 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 good trend, which um, and I entered it about a month late. And when I entered it, I only entered it with a tiny bit of money behind me. There were people in it who were making millions. What was the trend? It was making t-shirts with people's names on it. Like um, customizable? Yeah. Or just you put loads of names out and people buy their name? Yes, except the reason why it was such a big trend is because back in the day, you could target on Facebook someone's name. Oh. <laughs> Facebook realized this and was like, we have got to shut this down. This <laughs> is a breach of so many different privacy laws. <laughs> anyway, no, well, no, they do. So you can't do it anymore. But um, at the time, I was able to, you know, I had an audience of 30,000 Morrises. <laughs> and the comments I would get on these posts were like, are we related cousins to tag all their families? <laughs> you know, I get thousands. It was, it was at the, I've, I've spent, you know, I want to say 30, 40,000 on Facebook advertising. And it was the most, it was the highest converting ads. The, wow. the most return on my ads I've ever done to date. Um, and it was just because if you ever, you know, it's, it's like that in, in, in all, when you learn someone's name, they, they, they like talking to you, right? If you can show that you've remembered someone's name over a long period of time, they'll, so, targeting an ad to someone's name is like it it fires so many different things in their brain it's like very, I've got very I've cool. yeah so that was that was my first business and that kind of that kind of made me realize you know no matter what no matter if i'm making money or not making money i can figure it out i will be able to figure it out. and that's kind of what it did to me in a way and and it's 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 nice because you know i've i've failed also at times i was going to ask if Capsule Limited, the t-shirt thing, had just flopped, what do you think would have happened? Or do you try not to think about it? <laughs> it, it you, you know, I'd probably be a very different person. 
because I, I, I we we speak about this in future episodes but we talk about health and mm. uh, um, and and mental health and that kind of stuff and i suffered a lot from anxiety and i feel like that would have been a really hard hit and i don't know because that that probably kickstarted a lot of things for me i mean the confidence you must have got from trying something basically for the first time although you had done bits and bobs here and there but this was real but this, this was real and this yeah. mother hit of confidence to like oh, all right i can yeah. figure it out which is exactly what you just said this Amazing. wasn't this wasn't just a hit of confidence as well it was also i had to prove to everyone why i left the program five months early you know not just that but i'm gonna go out on my own and do this you know i'm gonna start a company at 18 i'm going to you know against everyone's whatever everyone was saying you know like my business teacher um in year 11 or year 12 i love love, love this story. it's ridiculous on, please tell it so i got <laughs> a d in my business as level, which is why i didn't do it for a level and mm. i got a d because i suck at exams there's, there's no hiding it i you put me in an exam room to write down stuff on a piece of paper and i'm going to be thinking about you know everything but that exam <laughs> right i think it's a bit of adhd but i don't know whatever <laughs> um Probably. and anyway so she wouldn't let me redo the subject and at that point you know you had to do three a levels in in, in hasmo otherwise you get kicked out so i had a, a meeting with her and the headmaster and she was like i'm not letting you do it and a long story short she and this is where i kind of like i didn't walk out i was i wanted to i wanted to slap her as well but i didn't um she basically says shimmy i know you so well right? i've taught you for like, a few years now i really know you and you know, just business is not your thing. You're, you're not cut out for business. You're going to you're gonna get a job like a normal person. And uh, in my mind, I'm just thinking, you don't know me. <laughs> and you've just described yourself. I love that. And I love that so much that a business studies teacher said to you that business is not for you. And yet, here you are. It wasn't even here. You don't ever say that to a, a kid who's so impressionable. But anyways, I mean, so that was, so this, doing this business really was, it was like a, a lesson for me. It was, it was like a realization for me that, you know, I can do this and I'm just, whatever, whatever is like thrown at me, you know, people telling me I'm not going to be able to do this or whatever, you know, whatever. Like, So what was after Capsule, the t-shirts? So after Capsule, I dabbled with lots of random stuff um, online. Um, I basically, at that point, I was just trying to, I was so young and I didn't really know very much. I was trying to get as much knowledge in lots of different areas as possible. And I dabbled with um, a lot of SEO stuff. I did affiliate marketing. I did article writing, which is very funny because I sucked <laughs> at English. But that I remember when I sold my first article for $70 and I was like, very all right, clearly someone thinks I'm not that bad at English. And um, I did a lot of uh, uh, freelance work doing different things you know doing video editing um a bit of youtube work for people and, and just random stuff and then uh how, how old was i um five years ago so i was 20 so then yeah when i was 20 so two years after capsule no, a year a year after capsule um i started my second business jsm brothers limited which i did along with my brother and that was our amazon fba business which is selling selling stuff on amazon um like i'm sure Everyone listening has bought something on Amazon. You never know. I could have been the guy on the other end selling it to you. Um, what does FBA mean? Fulfillment by Amazon. So it basically means Amazon house all of our stock. And when you buy something, so if you ever buy something that says Prime, it doesn't necessarily mean it's sold by Amazon. It just means the seller has sent all of their stuff to the warehouse and they, you can, their stuff can be sold through Prime. So that's basically what it means without, you know, getting into the technical bits about it but we started that business together and that was really fun and really exciting um and that was that felt like a proper business that was a lot more real than t-shirts t-shirts was a fad 
which was just super enjoyable. This was like meetings and going setting up business bank accounts and I guess I kind of did that but like this was like you know getting loans and 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 like you know investors and and having to write business plans and show people and it was like this was like proper and it was like at the time I was 20 I had no idea what the fuck I was doing <laughs> <laughs> my business teacher was right <laughs> but um it was it was should have called her up for help well you know how many times you do you don't even do you know how many times I stopped myself because I, I used to go to Hasmo every monday and pick up um uh like a, a kid that i used to teach art to i, I taught art as well just to say once a week just because it was a lot of fun and i started when they were in year six and i went all the way to year 12 i just continued it didn't, did, i didn't really care about the money and the amount of times i saw her car and i was like i'm gonna go in and i'm just gonna tell her i'm gonna just tell her she she was wrong and you know and maybe I'll swear at her. Maybe I won't swear at her. Who knows? But, you know, I just, I've got to tell her. And I never did. And um, recently I saw that she actually moved to another job. Hmm. Um, she didn't die, even though that's <laughs> yeah. usually how that sentence goes. Um, no, she moved <laughs> to another job. I can't ever tell her. Um, I should I should message her on LinkedIn. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways. So was it JSM? Yeah. JSM Brothers Limited. JSM um, Brothers Limited was your Amazon FBA business, which you still have, right? Yeah, we still have that. And, and JSM is the umbrella. Under that we have um brand names so we have trademark brand names so one of them is active athletes um which is a sports a sportswear brand um i don't know if you know that um i didn't know that yeah so we need to talk after this <laughs> so i mean we like we have sportswear products and we don't slap jsm brothers limited on them because you just you, that's no that just looks bad so we, we actually came up with a brand name active athletes you know athletes who are active quite straightforward <laughs> to be honest yeah, and go. um we came up with a few logos whatever and <laughs> It just felt a lot more real. It felt a lot more like it felt like a business. Like we were building something, something that we could maybe sell one day. And so you've got active athletes. You've got yeah. Azon. We had, we had okay. So we had active athletes. We had um, another brand. It was the sock project, which was sock specific stuff. Um, and those were our two main ones. Then we just stopped with the sock project. <laughs> um, I wonder why it was too much work really yeah we I just remember at one point you had hundreds and hundreds of socks in our house yeah i was employing people to come and package it and i was like this is ridiculous this is not this is not what i want to do in my life so i stopped it was making good money but more important than money for me is i want to enjoy what i do and i wasn't enjoying that at all and my brother at the time who i was in business with was off in thailand so he wasn't doing any of the the, the, <laughs> the hard work um and it was just like it was too difficult i was like this is this is not for me and then um and now i've got another company um called learn nation limited um i seem to like creating company it's very easy people to create a company it costs 12 pounds um, we, we do have a whole episode on how to we and do. why to start your own company and business do. and all of that um, so that company is um my i want to say educational company in a way it's kind of a company that i created to help others who are similar to me but maybe not even similar to me in realizing that you don't have to go the traditional way you could start businesses um, and I help people starting an Amazon business because that's kind of where my forte is. Um, and as well as that, you know, I run my YouTube um, company through there. I run my affiliate marketing company through that one. And at the moment, that's probably my biggest, my biggest and main, mm. my main company. So what is, how does Azon University fit in, if at all? So, so, so again, Learn Nation is the umbrella. Mm. And in that we have brands. So Azon University is the brand for our Amazon um course 
We have other brands within it. I mean, Shimmy Morris in itself is kind of a brand. It's a personal brand. Again, another episode we talk all about personal brands. Really, really good episode. Um, so Shimmy Morris is under Learn Nation. And, um, and I mean, those are the two main ones. We've got like Azon College as well, which is, um, don't ask me why I have Azon. Azon was kind of like Amazon, whatever. But um, we've got like, it's, it's, it's a whole, like basically a lot of, I've tried a lot of different things in the last couple of years, in the last five years. And anything that's worked, right, and that still works, I kind of make a video on it and I give it to people, right? Mm. Or, I, or if, if I can, I'll sell it to people. But um, most of the time and most of the content that you want is for free on my YouTube channel. Yes, it is. Which is? Shimmy Morris. Shimmy Morris. <laughs> S-H-I-M-M-Y Morris. M-O-R-R-I-S. Thank you for spelling my name. No problem. I don't know. Maybe people will spell it Morris, like Maurice. They, they could just look in the... Who's hosting this? <laughs> yeah, they could do, but I don't know. Whatever. Fine. Okay. so listen that's an incredible story of achievement and perseverance and you're 25 it's barely barely even started yeah like where where do you think you'll be 15 40 years old 15 years from now what do you hope would have happened what are some milestones that you've got Um, swimming around rattling around in that head I would absolutely love it if this podcast took off. That's one thing. Yeah. Huge. I mean, Me too. <laughs> when, 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 when the whole news broke of Joe Rogan selling his podcast for however many hundreds of millions to Spotify, that was like a, a motivational turning point for me in that. That's huge. I mean, to reach so many people. And I feel like if by the time I'm 40, I don't want to change the educational system, but if, if I can maybe help adapt it to kind of, relate to a lot a lot wider uh, a much wider audience that would be a huge milestone so i'd love that and that's another reason why i was so cool doing this with you because you have such a huge leg up in that world and i i don't really i'm more online you're a lot more offline um another huge milestone for me is i would love by someone 40 you say i would love to hit a million subscribers it's a big number and originally it was like last time we spoke it was like fifty thousand, a hundred thousand. but I want to, I don't know, I want to do big things. I want to change, change the norm. Um, and and talk, yeah. talk more about that. What's the norm and what do you want to change about it? Like norm in, in which bit of YouTube? Well, I mean, firstly, the a, a major, uh, a, a major norm, I want to say enormous, weird word to use, but um, a lot of people find it very hard to relate to someone of my age, to listen to someone of my age. Um, and I want to change that. that. That's huge. I want to change this idea and the mentality that, it doesn't matter how old the person is that you're listening to. You can get advice from anyone. If they know something you don't, then you can get advice from them, right? It doesn't matter. I, I, there's plenty of people I listen to or watch Spotify, um, on podcasts or YouTube where they're 15, 16, 17, 18, right? They know a subject that I don't. I'm going to listen to them. And yeah, they don't have 45 years of life experience, but not everything needs 45 years of life experience. Like, and like conversely, I love old people. <laughs> I love talking to old people. They're so entertaining. And I think old people can tell stories like nobody else. Like a whole... Oh, I agree. A whole way of telling stories is going to leave the planet when a certain generation moves past, moves on. I love talking to old people. I've got a great uncle who... I've actually recorded a conversation with him. It was three and a half hours long. And at least half an hour of it was him telling me the different ways you could have... When he was younger, you could heat food. It's like, you've got an argue, you've got a stay. Half an hour, I'm not even joking. And it was interesting. I, I learned a lot. It was really fun. <laughs> no, but I love listening to old people. Um, 
tell me things, stories, because the patterns that existed back in the day, just they just keep repeating. I don't think things change that much. Sort of the core patterns of how people behave and act and interact with each other. And equally, I'm an educator, I'm a youth worker. If I don't think I can learn something from young people, I'm in the wrong business. Exactly. I learn things from young people all the time. I have to, because not only is it important that I understand them, therefore I have to learn from them, but they have so much to teach us to sh- to and to remind us about hope and authenticity because you can't fake it. You can't fake a personality in front of a teenager because they see straight through it. <laughs> yeah, literally. So easily. So it's like, don't even try. Every educator or youth worker I've seen who hasn't succeeded or who has struggled is someone who's tried to be someone they're not because teenagers see through it so mm. easily. Yeah, I, I'm 100%. And also, the whole the whole thing about um, an older audience, I love listening to the older generation as well. And I think uh, you can agree because you speak to both is the older generation will tell a story in a much more detailed, like sl- uh, much slower paced way. Not like nowadays, younger audience, everything's fast paced. You've got mm. like Instagram, TikTok, you know, a story's got to be over in 30 seconds because you've got the next story that you've got to say. Um, so, of course, there's so much that can be learned from the older generation as well. Um, but but just uh, going back to what you were saying in terms of the norms, right? I think nowadays a lot less. But when I was growing up, um, creating a YouTube channel and 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 this outward way of thinking, you know, not the, not thinking, you know, in such a straight way of you kind of you go to school, you, you do the work, you, you're a good student, you come home, you know, and then you repeat until you kind of go off and you go to university, whatever. Um, I still think today that's kind of normal. It's it's it, the, 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 there's a shift changing, mm-hmm. but I still think it's very, very normal. Um, and I'm seeing it more than ever, than um, especially now that it's changing. Kids being like, I'm not going to go to university or I'm going to try this, I'm going to try that. And I think it's it's inspiring in a way, especially when a younger person is, says to me, you know, I'm not going to go to university. I have this whole plan I want to do. I think it's inspiring. You know, if they can do it, why can't I do it, right? Um, so that is another huge thing that I want it to become a lot more normal and a lot more out, outwardly spoken in school. You know, you might not be right for university, right? You would never hear anyone say that in school. You might not be right for university. I think you should maybe start your own this business or that business or you're really good at football, but, you know, you might not get into professional football, but have you ever thought about starting a, a football podcast or a football YouTube channel or, or like, become a football influencer? These words I don't exist um, or didn't yeah. exist. I mean, like, I think something that frightens t- people still to this day is is a belief that if you become, say, a football YouTuber, you have to be like the F2. You have to be as successful as they are. Well, I don't I don't think that's true at all. I think you've got thirty thousand subscribers and live a lifestyle that is radically different to people our own age. <laughs> that's thirty thousand subscribers. That's actually not a lot. It's not a lot. <laughs> but it's enough. So people think you need to have millions or hundreds of thousands of listens. It's no, you need a small community of people who who want to engage with your content, engage with your ideas, engage with you as a person. And that is a business in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, very cool. As in, I, I made a video the other day. I was talking about, you know, starting on YouTube. And I, and I mentioned someone who, who literally has, what is it, 2.4 million subscribers. It sounds unattainable. Okay. It sounds difficult. And it probably is. And I was saying, you know, he makes, and he, he's open about his earnings. He makes um, um, screen recordings of his computer or whatever. He makes over 120 grand a month, right, from YouTube. 
It's a mind-blowing number. It's a totally mind-blowing number, but it's also unattainable, and it seems unachievable, and it's what people see, and they're like, I'm not going to go to YouTube. I'm not going to start on YouTube because, you know, I'm never going to beat him. And it's not about that. And that's that's when I brought it back down to earth. And I said, look, I have 33,500 subscribers, right? And I get about three, three and a half grand a month from YouTube. At that, and, 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 and that is totally attainable. You can get this many subscribers in a year, right? It's it's completely doable. And you're on a full, you're on a full, I mean, that's 36 grand a year. That's That's more than average wage. And it's, exponential it's only going up right unless you do something drastically wrong where we've even seen youtubers do the worst you could do and still come back from it so even then like <laughs> not come back come back better so much better <laughs> um, and if you know who we're talking about props props <laughs> to you but um this is this is we're talking about logan paul and this is this is the week of um announcing that logan paul's fighting floyd mayweather it's ridiculous um i'm a huge boxing fan assuming you're into yeah fighting and boxing as well and youtube and and, and it's crazy isn't it? it is mad going from making that video right to to this what is it, within two years I think, within two well. years within two it's like mind-blowing yeah i mean he's shown the world he's changed but look, we're not getting on to him but the point is don't necessarily look at the biggest fish in the sea there are so many small fish in the sea making a great living doing the thing you might want to do but you probably but you probably say to say to yourself you know i can't do it it's too difficult Look at all the smaller YouTubers. I'm connecting with so many smaller YouTubers today. And it's making me realize, you know, back in the day, I would only ever watch people with millions of subscribers. Mm. But now, I don't, if it's good content, it's good content. And that's down to you. Your personality, your content, your brain, you know, your face. That's It's all down to you. Okay. Let's get into some detail. So a big part of this podcast is talking about the things we didn't learn in school about life about business in a certain degree about pleasure in terms of we do want to talk about drugs and sex and relationships and things like that a bit further down um three things that you didn't learn in school that you've learned now the first one we put on here is the 70 20 10 rule what is that in in like a short thing really short okay um 70 20 10 it's just a way i like i've read in a few books watched a few videos it's a way of uh, saving your money, a way of managing your money, um, which is after your expenses, break it up into 70, 20, 10, 70 being saving, 20 being investing and 10 being spending. You always want to have a bit for spending, you know, enjoy yourself. You want to invest 20%. Maybe it's in a pension, whatever it is. And 70, you want to save for house, kids, car, rainy day, a holiday, whatever it is. And um, I mean, that's just a very small topic but the whole idea of managing money that sh in my mind is a core fundamental of life and it should be taught in school but it's not and that's exactly what we're going to discuss that in detail on an episode we have a whole episode on managing money and what that means and how do you know when you when you can afford something and what does that mean and things like that the next thing we put down is that there are business and money making opportunities that they don't tell you about so Obviously, this whole episode has been about ways that you've made money and built a life and a business. You're married, you live you live in your own flat, and it's you've succeeded on a lot of the traditional metrics without doing any of the traditional things. Right, yeah. Pretty cool. Different. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so that's, that's the thing that comes up throughout the whole theme of all the episodes we're going to do. Yeah. Um, and the last one 
is that university isn't a necessity. So I think I have a lot to say about this and maybe we c- we will do a whole episode on it. But I went to university at the same time I was having some mental health difficulties. So it didn't quite work out for me. I, I did leave. I did two years and then I took a year out to try and sort of deal with my mental health issues. Did so, went back to uni and I felt it wasn't for me. Um, so left and I left university and I remember thinking at the time like I'm leaving this thing which in theory guarantees me a job so I have to work very 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 hard to make sure that I have a job and that I make money and that I don't disappoint people and people who are doubting me in my family and friendship group are like oh this is a bad idea oh dear that, <laughs> that. that I'll always be able to prove to them that I can make it without the degree it hasn't hurt me one bit so I think my message is university is amazing and I have big regrets about leaving in terms of not spending enough time in the social scene not meeting enough people not living away from home not having loads of cool experiences that I didn't have so I have regrets about those Um, and I you know two of my siblings have degrees that have guaranteed them really good jobs and good incomes and good lives and two of my siblings have done degrees and done totally totally different things to their degree like my sister's in international development and she did a degree in biomedical sciences <laughs> nothing to do with it um and my other my brother did a degree in uh art photography no it was um documentary photography yeah and he's an educator like a youth worker and found that works for a foundation so it's like, I think my idea about university not being an SSD is not only are there apprenticeships and other ways of making money, but it's not the be-all and end-all, but it no. can be really great. So I don't diss it. Do it if you think it will help you and if you think you really want to do it. But if you don't really, really want to study the thing and you don't really, really need to, why are you going? There's many other options. And we're going to talk about this, not just like that university is not the only option but some some people university is an option right but like you said you've got apprenticeships and that'll be a a whole episode a really good and juicy episode (laughs) so let's get into the episodes the episodes that we've got coming up include how to manage money so a very very practical episode about how to save how to invest what does managing money mean about tracking your money Shimmy taught me this thing about a deep track and I had a light bulb moment in the episode <laughs> where I figured out I actually had more money than I thought. Just a simple way of changing my perspective was very, very cool. Yeah, and the uh, next one, um, personal favorite, is how to build a personal brand. Um, and I want to stress, all these episodes you know, relate to, it doesn't matter if you have no money or you have lots of money. I know we're coming from, like we said, a more of a privileged background and a lot of the time it sounds not very genuine, uh, but I mean, you know, we're being as genuine as we possibly can. <laughs> as we possibly can. And so that so Here's, uh, let me say, we talk about our privilege, and we do have it. It's our upbringing, house security, yeah. parental more or less job security. Um, but have your parents ever given you money for your business? Yeah, have they? Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was hoping you'd say no. Really? No, not a crazy amount. A very small Just amount. Just a little bit at the start. 
uh, yeah, like um, a couple of months in when we were growing too fast to keep up and we needed to order a lot of stock uh, and the money hadn't come in previously. So my dad gave us a couple of grand. But it wasn't, he got it back. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we paid, we paid it, it all wasn't, back. It wasn't like, it was more like a loan. It was a loan. A short term. It was just thing. an interest free loan. Like it wasn't like his money, whatever you do with it, do with it. Oh, no, 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 That's no, 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 I mean. no, no. They didn't no, no, give no. you a starter. Oh, no, no, thing. no, 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 no. I told you we got a loan when we first started our yeah. business. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Obviously, my dad's giving me some cash every now and then if I need it to borrow. No, no, no. But every money, any money my dad gives me, I, I, I always give back. I, I mean, unless it's like, you know, this is for you. This is your birthday. Don't give yeah. me your 50 quid back. I gave, me, I gave this for your birthday. Why are you giving me it back? It's like, I, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. No, so what I mean is there's so much privilege to our background, but there's also what we've been able to build in terms of our careers. We've done ourselves. Yeah. So it's and not I mean, like we, we're like a Donald Trump who was a start, start alone of a million dollars. Like that, right. that didn't happen. Right, right, right. And I mean, saying that, I mean, I've seen my parents at times where not everything was super easy, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you've seen your parents at times yep. super easy. Like, again, I'm not saying, you know, it, it was so bad, you know, like where we were on the brink of whatever, but like, yeah, I don't know where to go with the rest of that, so I'm just going to continue. Fair <laughs> enough. We have an episode on mental health, which yeah. is probably my favorite episode. Um, and really strange, like I talked about things I hadn't talked about for years, and I have therapy every week. <laughs> yeah, that was a really, really good episode. That was such a deep episode. Oh my gosh, we were sweating afterwards. <laughs> that was a good episode. Um, and by the way, I never actually said the previous one, which was how to build a personal brand. Which yeah, yeah the reason why I we, I wanted to put that in there is because that's all what I'm about now, 2020, 2021, and moving forward. No matter even if you have a job, don't have a job, personal brand I think is so important. Your image is so important and again if you're 12 to 25 to even older it, it can relate to you because it's important and then after the mental health well not after another episode as well as the mental health one we've also got a nutrition fitness and well-being and we brought on our first guest for that episode but very i'm not exciting. gonna ruin it i'm not gonna tell you who it is <laughs> um he's very famous no i'm <laughs> yeah. kidding i'm kidding he's not famous it's but anthony no <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh can you imagine <laughs> no but he's he's incredibly knowledgeable and he's he brought in a lot of light bulb moments, really yeah. insightful ideas. And the reason why that episode I think is so important is because nutrition and, and we related the whole episode back to, you know, how important it is for all other areas of life, just being, uh, being into nutrition, being into health, how it can elevate all other areas. And it was super important. And it's definitely something, you know, you should learn much, much younger. And then go on another so episode. W- the next episode is we do have a whole episode on how, how and why to start a business, how to run a business, what are the different options, how do you actually practically do it, and there's some great stories in there of, of Shimmy's business starting, and there's a decent little about, bit about me who's, who's perpetually in the process of planning and thinking about starting one, but never actually doing it, so I'll, I'll get there, maybe by the episode is released, I'll have started one. I hope fun. so. There's um, one on the cards that is potentially very, very soon. Very exciting. And, very exciting. And I know about it, you've got to find out what it is on the podcast <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> all right so there's a, a topic that i wanted to bring up um it's a little bit sensitive a lot of the reason why you and i were talking is i would ask you some questions about just money things and business things and i think why don't why don't i know that a lot of it started with credit cards when you brought out your stack of credit cards that you've had in the past you've kept them all I was like, 
I've never had one. <gasps> Why don't I have one? Will I be able to be able to afford anything? And like, it changed my life. Just opening up to you about, I don't know anything about credit cards. Feeling like an idiot, age 25. It was this year, flipping heck. It was this year. Um, changed my perspective on so many things. And I think it's really important that we normalize a bit people talking to each other about money, about how much they have how much they want to have without it being gloating and weird and a bit creepy and obviously do it in a nice way if you've got a mate who's struggling don't go hey i made five grand this month a little bit dickish but <laughs> i mean sort of mean we can all learn from each other so we it's just an area of life where people don't talk about it it's a taboo don't, subject don't learn anything yeah i mean it's a massive taboo subject um like I remember when I was speaking to a friend about our salary, we weren't speaking about our salaries, he told me he got a raise. I was like, that's amazing. So what are you on now? I just asked it so casually and the response was like, that's really personal. You can't ask that. I was like, oh, sorry. Didn't realise. I mean, listen, to some people it is and that's fine and no worries. Yeah, of course. But I think it's a a thing about we want to make it a little bit more normal to talk about money. So this is a, a community of people, hopefully listeners, people if you write in questions that, we're fine if you start with, I earn this amount of money. How can I get it to this? For sure, yeah. And that's the thing. As soon as it's normalized and people talk about their salaries, I feel like a lot more peop- people will earn more. If everyone knows what everyone's earning, there's going to be a lot less And pressure. some people might earn less. Like people who maybe shouldn't have it. Like politicians. There you go. <laughs> uh, a lot of you know, I think footballers. You won't agree with me, but I think I, footballers. I d- Yes, because so you love football. I no, know. No, no, this, this is a big topic. It, it's, I'm, I'm fairly like politically liberal, so I don't like the idea of. I agree with you that footballers probably earn too much. How to change it? I don't really know. Mm. I think it has to come from them. Yeah, for sure, and it won't. But in a way, look, the way I think of it is, footballs, footballers are entertainers. They make a shit ton of money for their clubs just like an actor would earn a lot of money and no one is really making a big deal my like problem that. is when like a shit defender for burnley's earning 50 grand a week <laughs> like, forget why you don't entertain anybody <laughs> oh, he does because he's shit anyway, <laughs> yeah. and also burnley are an amazing team don't mess with burnley it's my dad's team they may well be your dad's team but they're still shit they used to be good <laughs> when never never in history have when burnley like been good 50 years ago ask your dad Dad, have Burnley ever been good? They nearly won once. What? Something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so- something. <laughs> so, um, so that was something I wanted to bring up to to yeah. That will be a running theme. Definitely. Yeah. Talking about money and and we're gonna say a lot. We have privilege because we do, and it is important to mention it. Um, but it's also important to still talk about the thing. We don't want anyone to ever think, you know, oh, they can say it because they have this, they have that, like. Whatever we say, we are saying it genuinely from the heart, what we really believe. And it's not about our background or anything. It's just we think it will impact and help, you know. That's why we're doing this for, for the best. Also, I enjoy talking to you. Thank All right. You. We're going to finish off with letting everybody get to know us a little bit more. I asked you to put down five five things you love. And we did this independently. We actually have one. Is it one similarity? Oh, I didn't look at yours. Well, thanks. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we have one similarity. And that thing is we both put down working. Which is funny, because most people hate their job. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm, I'm, you know, there's a statistic out there, and I don't know it off by heart, but I know there's a statistic. You're going to say it anyway. No, I'm not. <laughs> you, know, you tell me, you hang on. 
Okay, so after a quick Google, I did find that statistic, and I'm just going to read to you. A global poll conducted by Gallup has uncovered that out of the world's 1 billion full-time workers, only 15% of people are engaged at work. And that means that an astronomical 85% of people are unhappy Oof. in their jobs, which I think is mind-blowing considering we both put, of our five things, we love, we don't just enjoy, we love being work. Yeah. That's that's that that's huge. That's I think that's really that's a big that's a big thing. It's interesting because I think you put work, I put working. I think that means two different things. I put business slash work. So you like your business and your job. I do too. But I love working. I love being busy. I love feeling like I'm achieving things and moving yeah. in a direction. That's what I love. So it's, it's not about the job for you. It's just about working, which is really cool. Yeah, I remember when I moved jobs a year ago. I was I said to myself, I don't care what field it's in, as long as I'm working for someone I can learn from, I don't care. As long as I'm, it's new and it's fun and it's interesting, I'm learning something new, I'm all about that. Nice. Okay, so go on. Give me, give me some others on yours. So I had um, coffee. Now, if, if we could, <laughs> I would do a whole episode on coffee. Um, I got into it from a YouTuber, actually, called James Hoffman. Shout out James Hoffman. And I, I just like, I've always liked coffee and enjoyed drinking it. But in the last two years, it's become your life, uh, an obsession. It's a hobby that's closer to an obsession um it's such an interesting part of it's number one on your list as well it's the first thing you thought of <laughs> when the word love came straight away that's what i think i love it it's such an incredible field and one day i'm going to invite you around and i'm going to show you because i don't think you like coffee particularly if you can com convert me to coffee i'd be impressed because i will give you a coffee that will taste like you're drinking jam i bring it next week put it I'll in a flask it i'll bring it next week Oh, not next week, but yeah, when we're next to an episode, um, coffee. Yes, you should start a coffee business because you truly are passionate about it. I we'll really, really want this. to. Um, for me, my my mine aren't in order, but mine was YouTube, and I guess that's making videos for YouTube, but also watching YouTube. I really love YouTube as a platform. I think it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Anything, me any. Too. I have learned how to make a kitchen, all the way <laughs> to you know how to start and run a business to. Every, every, I've learned how to clean floors. I've learned how to. The terrifying thing is, you needed to learn how to clean floors from YouTube. No, nah, it was like special. <laughs> it was a special wooden floor. It was a really hard to clean. Floor. I've learned how to t change a tire. Like there's nothing you can't learn on YouTube. And if people think you know it's oversaturated, it's not. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you know anything you need to learn, it's there. Yeah, everything. So that's why. I Who are you watching at the moment? Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> everyone. Um, Chuck some names out there for the fans. Okay, uh, Peter McKinnon, incredible videographer, um, game changer. I watch my um, my niche YouTubers like Ryan Hogue, Detour Shirts, um, and they all do similar kind of stuff to me. Um, but funnily enough, I like Will Smith's channel a lot as well. I haven't looked at Will Smith's channel in ages. I didn't realize he was still doing stuff. Yeah, he's huge. And my, uh, okay, this the last YouTuber. My most inspirational or, most, uh, not inspirational, motivational YouTuber that I watch is Graham Stephan, who is the guy I was talking about who earns over 100 grand. He changed YouTube for business and entrepreneur people. Like, he's got so, he's got two and a half million subscribers. And he, he he's just, if you need motivation to like make a video or do something, I'll just watch one of his. I'll be like, Jesus, okay, you know, <laughs> that's that's good with me. Oh, cool. But um, but yeah, I'm watching. I watch a lot of car YouTube as well because, well, believe it or not, my next thing on my list <laughs> is cars. Yes. I absolutely, I I would say I love cars nearly as much, or maybe maybe more, or same as what, how much you love coffee. 
I it's probably similar. I yeah, for me, cars are a huge passion. Um, like my dream is to have a garage of fifty cars, <laughs> um, in my giant mansion. But no, <laughs> by the time I, you're forty, I hope. I, I I see it happening. Even when they get rid of petrol cars, I'm gonna have a petrol station. You know, in my house to fill up my cars. <laughs> Um, and believe it or not, ironically, I should say, I have an electric car right now, which is weird. But that's besides the point. Um, Tell everyone what kind of electric no, car. No, I don't everybody, need to Yes, Yes, you do. Why? It's like being a vegan. You have to tell people that you have a Tesla. What's that got to do with being a vegan? In the sense that vegans have to tell people they're vegan. Uh, <laughs> people who drive Teslas have to tell people they drive a Tesla. Okay, fine. I have a Tesla. Moving, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um, it's not why I have a Tesla. Again, it's... In my mind, an amazing feat of engineering and a brilliant car. And I love Elon Musk, if I, if I could. How annoyed are you at, like, casual Tesla drivers? People who get it because it's, like, the iPhone. No, I'm not annoyed. There's nothing wrong with that. I know you want me to say I'm annoyed, but I'm not. <laughs> what, what Why I am... were you annoyed just then when I was, like, trying to make you tell people that you drive a Tesla? Because a lot of people, there's a connotation between uh, of, of people who buy fancy cars and people think, oh, you buy a fancy car to look cool, to look good. And my, like, my parents are always like, Shimmy, if you buy a Ferrari, he's going to have such a bad name to you, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I've had a friend who are like, oh, I never want to own a Ferrari. Everyone will... And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm not buying a car for other people. I'm buying a car because I love cars, cars and yeah. I want to drive Every car to me, a car is an experience for me. It's not a get A to B. Um, and that's why I absolutely love cars. And um, I was going to say, shit, what was I going to say? I don't remember what I was going to say, but we can move on because, yeah, I like cars a lot, Good. as you can probably tell. I put sneakers. Ooh. Now, this sneaker thing is new for me. I was never into sneakers, never thought I could pull them off. I bought one pair. And I was like, <gasps> this is fun. <laughs> And I work with a guy who is a sneakerhead and he's been the worst, worst influence on me possible. And you're just as bad as him. So let's not even get started. I do I, like sneakers as well. I really love it because it's a very like low key way of doing fashion where it's like, it's not about buying a really out there shirt or hoodie or pair of green trousers or a cool hat. It's just like there. And I like the really subtle ones, not like the bright green ones. I like subtle. It doesn't even have to. They don't even have to be expensive. Sneakers. No? They just. It, I I would have put it on my list, but you said pick five, and I honestly I could have put fifty. But sneakers is is good fun. Yeah. I've got snowboarding, mm. and yeah, I got into snowboarding when I was twenty or twenty one, um, which is really late to get into something like that. Um, and I I was able to do it because I had all the spare time when I was running my businesses. So I went to Milton Keynes, I learned how to snowboard, I had lessons, whatever. And then I went on my first trip and I got addicted. And snowboarding to me is one of my most favorite sports ever. It is the most adrenaline, maybe besides car racing, because that's also so much fun. My gosh, we should go to a track one day. It's the best experience. But snowboarding is insane. Uh, and I've walked on so many people. Whenever like I, I've I've got my brother into it, I've got my friend into it, and we 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 go every year. I'm very scared. Why? I've never been skiing. You should go. <laughs> this is what I was afraid of. Why not? You're it's gonna make me go, and then I'm gonna be into this another hobby I can't afford. <laughs> it is a very expensive hobby, but it is so much fun. And ev I, I go every si without fail every single year, as many times as possible, uh, as many times as I possibly can. It is it is so much fun. My gosh can't wait to go this year anyways the next one which is kind of funny because it's similar is playing sports 
which is similar to snowboarding. But for me, it's um, I put I put it as a separate thing there because I'm not much of a sports watcher. I know you are a massive sports watcher, pretty much every sport. But I'm the opposite. Apart I from golf. Apart from golf, I love golf. Don't but 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 sport. <laughs> for me, <laughs> I well, I don't count cricket as a sport. Um, <laughs> your face right now no no but for me i'm not much of a sport watcher because in my mind again it goes back to my school days i can't sit and watch someone else play a sport i just want to do it myself so i, I like every every single sport you can name a sport and i will probably enjoy it from football to basketball to golf to darts to tabletop everything and i like sports and i like not just playing sports but i like fixating on a sport until i feel like i'm good enough to compete against people who are pretty good and have a good game um, and i just I, I got addicted to sport at a very young age in a similar way i love boxing that was one time that i put down i got into it just sort of by accident um and i remember the first fight i ever watched was huey fury against somebody and it was so boring but i loved it because the next fight i watched was Derek chisora who I actually sort of knew because I trained in the same gym as him and I sort of saw him preparing for it. And that got me hooked. Seeing It was more seeing how a boxer prepares for a fight. And that I remember I was in the gym at the same time. He was maybe two weeks out, so he was just doing his last bit of sparring. And I wanted to go and talk to him. And someone said, don't talk to him. I was like, what do you mean? So, well, do you know him? I was like, not really. Well, don't, don't talk to him. It's like None of us who know him are talking to him. You talk to him he'll kill you. He's just in warrior mode. So he's going to hurt you. <laughs> so don't go near him. And I was like, oh shit, that's terrifying and very, very cool at the same time. Uh, so I love boxing. I love watching it. I love the whole culture behind it. And I, I enjoy doing it. It's, it's the only sport right now that I love playing because it's actually weirdly quite easy. You know, very, I mean, like I hate playing football because it's quite hard yeah. for me. I'm quite a large lad and I'm always injured. But boxing, I don't get injured. Or well, the culture around it, <laughs> apart from recently, <laughs> or the culture around it is like, fuck it if it hurts, keep going. A number of times in my session, I like I punch a bit weird, I hit the wrong bit of my hand. It's like, ow, ow, like fuck off, it's <laughs> carry on. <laughs> so I mean, that's the funny thing. I've I've never properly tried boxing, but I know without a doubt, if I got into box, if I like try boxing. It. And that's probably why I don't want to get into it because I'm scared about how much I'm going to enjoy it. And I just don't have the time right now. I got into mountain biking during lockdown, right? I didn't just get into it. I bought a ridiculous bike. I went mountain biking nearly every single day. And I got, in a, in a few months, I got good enough where I was um, going mountain biking with, with people who have been doing it for a very long time, getting in on the jumps with them, um, doing all the balancing on the super thin logs, like all these fun things around mountain biking. And I, cause I just got fully addicted into it. And I mean... When I have time, when I've got a couple of months, I will call you and I'll say, oh, I want to get into boxing. Let's do it. Boxing yeah. is a very difficult sport to spend lots of money on. You need a pair of wraps and a pair of gloves. I, I, I can figure and I've got both of those things ready, but I can figure it out. <laughs> I, trust it's just me. I'll buy a bloody gym. <laughs> 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 no, no, but I'm kidding. But <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, listen, the last thing I put on, on here was I love podcasts. I love listening to them. I love now making them. Um, I've loved the entire process of making these podcasts with you. Um, and it's uh, it's been a privilege and a pleasure to record this first episode with you and to make all of these podcasts with you. I have learned so much from spending these hours with you. Likewise. Not just about the topics we talk about, but your generosity of spirit. of your You're actually genuinely interested in helping people. 
it's there's never about ego it's about helping other people live their best life and achieve their goals regardless of what people think about them or what they thought of themselves before that's a really fun thing to be around so thank you very much for making me a part of this process and Mate. I'm very very excited for what we've got coming up don't be silly I mean, <laughs> it wouldn't be the same without you on this on this, on this podcast anyway. But we're not going to get all cutesy and, and just and a little bit. Okay, Tell me you love me. I love you. <laughs> I okay, it. I can say it in ASMR. Please don't. <laughs> no, but it's 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 like we've shot quite a few episodes. I'm very excited to bring them out. We are very excited to bring them out, and I can say, regardless of what I say, you bring a lot of interesting stories, experience in your own right to this podcast, and it definitely makes it what it is. So I'm just super excited for everyone to to tune in again, listen to the next episode and, you know, and comment down below. What are we telling everyone to comment down below? We're telling everybody to just write, just checking in, in wherever the comment section is, in whatever you're watching this, just checking in so that we know you're, you're there, you're all right, you're having a good time and let us know what you're up to, what you're excited about, what you're struggling with um, and send us any questions yeah. in the comments or in the email address that's in the podcast notes. Or requests. I mean, if you want us to talk about specific things you're struggling in, maybe in school, out of school, whatever the subject is, if we are knowledgeable about it, then we will make a podcast. I mean, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this now, there is n- that we will not make any podcast that we do not know anything about. And if, if it comes to that point, we'll bring a guest on, an expert to come and talk about that subject because I don't want to talk about a subject that I don't feel like, you know, I'm knowledgeable enough to, to, to teach, right? 100%. But we hopefully will have some very interesting, very, very clever guests on. And they will cover a much wider range of topics. Mm. So, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Listen, that's been episode one of Young, Dumb and Broke. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with the people you love and the people you hate. And um, (laughs) don't forget to comment. Just checking in. Shimmy, thank you very, very much. Thanks for, for your having time. Me. Pleasure for thank you for coming on your own podcast. Always. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and we will see you, hear you, listen to you next time. So bye everyone. Bye.